We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those. Something big about to happen. I hear the beat tapping. We some fly rum and felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gat, cause we hot like. And doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting. Check mic 1212. We live, baby. Yo, 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 what's happening, in Chicago? And welcome back to episode 464 of Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, aka Miss Hip Hop. And today is Friday, August 11, 2023. It's about like 81 degrees outside. And in this program, we will be discussing the 2023 mystery and fantasy film. They they cloned Tyrone and also talking about the late and great rapper Tupac Shakur on his 2001 track, Letter to My Unborn, um, from the album Until the End of Time. But first, let me introduce my very fly guest back on the show, G Walker from the CNG Sports Podcast in Chicago. Hey guy, how are you? <laughs> hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm glad to be back. I'm hyped. I'm excited. Let's do this. <laughs> That's right, man. For sure. We're about to have a good old time. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you know how we do traditional icebreaker quest for you. So let's get it. Um, would you, um, no, no. What song to you, in your opinion, screams nothing but hip hop to the core? Um, uh, man, I hate to be the, I don't want to be the, man, it had to be, um, Will They Reminisce Over You? Damn. Uh, about Pete Rock and CL Smooth. It just comes on with this. It's like the perfect track with the train. It reminds me of Chicago in the 90s. It's just a, such a beautiful produced sound. Like the sound of that track alone doesn't even need nobody rapping on it. Like that beat by itself is just so great. And it's, it's just one of the best beats of all. It's such a hip hop beat. If I could put a beat in a time capsule, it'd be that beat right there. That song took the cake. I mean, there's a lot of hip hop songs that can get honorable mentions, but that's definitely one by Pete Rock and um that's just that's incredible for real. Um Yeah. Man. I'm I'm gonna have to even say for myself, Eminem Infinite. That song screams Ooh. pure freaking hip hop all day long. It oozes hip hop to the core, like straight up. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's another good one too. I, I can't, I can't disagree. I can't disagree. You know your stuff. You know your stuff. <laughs> For sure. So speaking of what, um, let's go ahead and jump straight into the music, um, guy. All right. So, yo, Tupac Shakur would be like fifty-one years old today and still worth right. freaking millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about uh the rap icon single Letter to My Unborn. Uh I think that this song right here is like literally funny and iconic to me because like Tupac 
I don't know. He didn't like have kids or anything like that. So that's one reason why it's ironic. And then on top of that, you know, he's always he to me, he's always referenced his dad and all, you know, the songs that he did speak about him as dead. And he, we right. know that, you know what I'm saying? He was not dead. So it's just like, that's ironic right there. And then also manifesting that life and uh, death in the tongue as you speak. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, The track was just um, the words and the lyrics. You know, Pac was a very um, thoughtful person. You know, he was a very uh, prophetic person. So the fact that he could continue that type of, you know, type of message and, and, and imagery and, you know, about not having kids and about his father not being around and being a better man and mama, I want to make it on my own out of handout. You know what I mean? Things like that. He was saying so much in a little bit of time in the record. And that was one of his great skills that he could put something so potent in the record. It didn't have to be over lyrical. It was just super real. And um, it, it was just an amazing way. It was just an amazing song. Um, and I'm going to quote one of the uh, lyrics. Uh, hold on. Give me one second. For sure, for sure. It says, uh, it says, it says, will I raise my kids in the right or the wrong way? It says, uh, dear mama, my man, now I want to make it on my own, not a handout. Make way for a whirlwind prophesized. Mm. That, last, that last part, make way for a whirlwind. You know, Pop was living a, a fast life. You know what I'm saying? That's one of the great things about him as a person. He was able to work so much and do so much in a short amount of time. And he was prophesizing that he wouldn't have kids and he would die young. So the fact that he put this song out with such crazy lyrics is unbelievable, man. Like this is might might be one of the best written songs I've ever heard. It says one more, then I'm gonna let you get back to you what you was doing. It says never ever since my birth I've been cursed since I've been born to wild. In case I never get to holler at my unborn child. Here's many things learned in prison. Prison blessed but still living, trying to earn every penny that I get. And he's like he left. He left us a, a, a song to some kids he would never have. Exactly. Are these kids are these kids metaphoric metaphorically he's talking about as far as like hip hop kids of the next generation? What you think before we get to the next piece? No, that's definitely what he was doing, which brings me to ironic number three. Like, yeah, he didn't have kids, but he was leaving a message for the youth, the generation of kids to come, because what Pac did like Christ did was come back to life again. His his lyrics were like literally Bible verses. Like people would say Kanye West's lyrics when he first started, it was straight poetry. But like I'm saying, they're proverbs, they're parables, you know what I'm saying? Everything of the Bible, everything that is holy, you know what I'm saying? It's the Holy Grail. So that's how he was able to come back again, like Christ believed in his residence behind of rhyming and the poetry and, and everything. I, I gotta agree like that was such a and then the sample with the with Michael Jackson and the librarian girl beat it's just as a it was un, it was an unbelievable song and I can't I can't think of a more potent song and a more unbelievable written song with a with a message like that yeah um that that was a good um fact that you brought up that the sample was that of Michael Jackson li, li, librarian girl on his um, bad album 1987 so the fact that you brought that up is that Michael Jackson has been a, one of his biggest influences in music and a lot of people wouldn't know that unless they you know what I'm saying studied the, the scientific right. method of music you know what I'm saying because it's Michael Jackson all up in there period yeah and it's uh -huh. just one little quick little thing about uh, that whole song 
Pac actually had an opportunity to record with Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson didn't want to come to the studio, and Pac took offense to that. He didn't want to record in the studio with Pac, so Pac did not have the record. Pac did never do the record because he felt like it was disrespect. If you want to do a record with me, how come we can't be in person? So that's actual fact. <laughs> so they posted again, actually made music together, but MJ didn't show up to the studio session. He wanted to send his voice over and his lyrics over, and Pac wasn't with it, so he didn't want to do it. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, I want to just touch on that for a minute and say that's crazy. Like, who knew that Tupac and Michael Jackson could have gotten a song done together had uh, uh, Tupac been on his high horse, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? You can't, like, tell people how to feel, but... (laughs) (laughs) I guess that was Pac for you. Like, he just always was in his feelings about something. Right, because he even had a song on the um, album with the uh, Letters to My Unborn called Until the End of Time. I mean, the End of Time album was called uh, Niggas Nature. And in terms, too, yeah. yeah, in terms would just be like the hood version of human nature. Like, you know. That's, that's, that's a very good point. I never thought about it like that. That's that's deep. That's deep. I like that. Wow, yeah, I never right. thought about that. Right. But we can move on. Uh, let's jump into the film, right? Okay, cool. Uh, so they cloned Tyrone. Uh, you know, the cast, y'all know, was Jamie Foxx, uh, John Boya, uh, Tiana Paris, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they played Fontaine, um, Yo-Yo, and Slick Charles. Uh, so I just want to ask you, what you overall think about they cloned Tyrone? Uh, my overall thought of that movie was, it was very subliminal. It was good. Uh you know, it just made you think, you know, about are they really cloning us? Because one, let me just tap into this. And this might have been a great marketing thing about Jamie Foxx. You know, he went away, he got sick, and people were saying he was cloned. Then your next thing you know, the movie comes out about people being cloned. So let's just start there. So that might be the greatest promo ever. But then as we actually get into the actual film, you know, it just makes you think like, you know, are we actually being cloned? You know, because, you know, it's just hard to imagine that. But at the same time, it's it's really not in a way of like you know it's it, like the things that are being processed in our food the chemicals the things that's in our hair uh the hood you know people dying in the hood and still making babies in the hood and not uplifting the hood about buying property and um staying together with the you know instead of being a baby mother or baby father you become a husband and wife so you grow generational wealth through your family and through your seeds so the clones can be the things that we're doing within our own community, which are leading to our own demise. So just because you have a little Antoine or a little uh, BJ or somebody like that, he gets killed. But then it's another BJ and another Antoine or being born. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's basically uh, the thing behind the clone Tyrone. I mean, everything you to sum up in a nutshell is that yeah, Tyrone is basically the representation of the black community, you know, the average black man, so to speak. Um, which brings me to um an existing point within the music. Uh they used Erica Badu's uh Tyrone to promo this uh the idea of the film, which was uh I think they gonna clone Tyrone. So she re-recorded the words and the lyrics. Uh, to you know promote the mind control the systematic things that they have put in the movies like you were saying about the substance that they put in our food and um you know what I'm saying the things that we watch on TV hell the music I just said that <laughs> so you know right. it all goes into one so that's really cool that you got that 
Yeah, it was a good movie. So what did you really take from it, though, as, as being a black woman in America, looking at our community, as far as just the, how the women are perceiving that? Because you give birth, you guys give birth to the uh, to the people that's living in this community. So how did you feel about that? Like, a woman can get her, a kid can get killed in the hood. You know what I mean? How did she feel? How do you feel about it? How did it resonate like that? Um, immediately, I didn't, I couldn't, like, put pinpoint it, like, so to speak, because... I was just trying to pick up the first part, which was different from the second part, because it was a reoccurring time shift. Like the right. guy, you know what I'm saying? Tyrone, quote unquote, feel me? The main character was waking up every day doing the same old stuff, different day, so oh, to speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, hence the, the time loop of his brother being there, his brother not being there, or... I don't want to go too far into detail because I actually want people to go out and see this film. You know what I'm saying? But right. it, it was a great film. It's just, you know what I'm saying? And it just touched on, um, the, as far as the women were concerned, like the uh, the beauty aspect of it. We, as Black women, are the last ones to be looked at as something, um, you know, rare of beauty, uh, of anything to speak. But we are beauty, though. We are beautiful women. All of us are beautiful Absolutely. women, color and not color. I don't care what no one says. So Absolutely. that was Yo-Yo's part. You know what I'm saying? She was looked at as a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Right. She she was a hoe with brains. She used her head like a tool. As far as I could see, she was reading them Nancy Drew books. She was trying to help the brothers figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and I can understand where you're coming from there because it's always that woman, that's that black black woman that's in the hood. But the but black men in the hood depend on that woman for so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it depends on what they need her for. But, the, you know, she's a part of the community. She has information. Uh, she has, she know who's is who. She can, so she has value in the community. It's just coming down to the point that the men in the community don't value her to the point to where you can uplift her and make her an honest woman. You know what I mean? And one more thing I want to get into about the film before we get to the next piece or we end this is that they were sent out eating the chicken. Remember? Yeah. And he was like, I never seen you laugh before, Jamie Foxx character, and he smacked the chicken out of his hand. Mm-hmm. But that was actually symbolism to me about when the guy, a kid, picks up a gun. Like you turn into a whole different type of person when you pick up a gun. You know what I mean? Like you never acted like this before, but now you got a gun. Now you this type of person. You this thug. You this. You got ops now. But right a couple of summers ago, or last summer, you didn't even. This wasn't even you. So the fact that they used chicken in that particular scene made me thinking about the gun violence in the community. Like you wasn't even raised with a gun, but now that you got one, now you got this image you got to uphold. So I thought that was pretty deep. Yeah, most definitely. And the fact that Jamie Foxx's character was the one to slap out the chicken from um, Fontaine's character. It, it, he When they went into found the, the lab downstairs in that crack house, he was the one right. that had that substance in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? So it was just quite ironic. Like, you know, it came back around like, wait, I had this before. Like, yeah, because it's, it's cracking the chicken. It's cracking the water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's everywhere. Right. It's, it's in the hair grease. It's in the it's in the perms. It's in the blunts. It's in the marijuana. Like, it's all being, you know, in, in everything we eat, everything we drink. You know what I mean? And just because this is a movie doesn't mean that that stuff is actually not happening. If you look on the back of a pop can or look on, you know what I'm saying, on certain type of food, it's, it's ingredients in there that you really don't even know what has any type of effect on you. So I like how they brought everything like that to life. Yeah, I like that too. That was uh, definitely uh, a crazy and explosive movie. So, yeah, it was pretty um, good. 
I, I just want to talk about the director real quick. Got to give him his shout out, Jewel Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He, yeah, he directed. I didn't know this, but he directed Creed Two and uh, the Transformers movie, uh, Rise of the uh, uh, Crap. Rise, Rise of, of the Beast. Yeah, Rise of the Beast. Yeah, he also from Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. That was actually good too. That Transformers movie was pretty good. It was, it was better than I thought it was. Yeah, he's dope. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to him making two great films this year. Shout out, bro. Yeah, for sure. Joel Taylor. Yes. Joel Taylor. Remember that name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank y'all so much for tuning in today to listen to us speak about various topics that's going on. You know what I'm saying? We had a great freaking time. Um, hope you tune in next time. Uh, thanks, guy. Oh, no problem. This was fun. I'm glad to do it. All right. Peace out. Later. Hey, guys. I accidentally, prematurely ended the episode without covering the next topic. Mm. But in between time, check out this Tupac song, Letter to My Unborn. All right? And then we're going to jump back into things. Let's get it. Ooh. All right, y'all. Um, we're going to cover the Alabama incident uh, that happened on August 5th, uh, Saturday. Uh, Guy, what did you think about you. everything? Man, that whole thing, I thought that was fake. I ain't going to lie, because when I seen it, I saw the little boy, the young guy, swimming across. I'm like, that's fake. How he know that he was supposed to swim over there and help that man, that black man? So, I, and then it was so funny because the black man tossed his hat up in there like it was a bat single or something for the Avengers, say a symbol or something like that. And like, if I'd have known that, maybe a lot more black men would have been saved if we knew we supposed to toss our hat in the air. <laughs> Eric Gardner, you know, Fidel Castile, and uh, Trayvon Martin, you know, Sandra Bland. So that's the new, um, I need help sign for black people in America. Just throw your head up and 700 black people gonna come help. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm 700. Um, I'm 700 black people on the boat. It was all singing ludicrous. Move, bitch. get out the way, get out the way. And you, I ain't know that. I I'm know like, that. yo, that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. So what'd you think about it when you saw that? You think it was real? You thought it was fake? Um, to be honest with you, I didn't even know what was going on. I'm like, what in the world? And I just know I kept seeing this dang on chair <laughs> on social media. Right. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hey. And I'm he, was, like he was going he was going crazy with that chair. Yeah, he, uh, I saw the incident. I'm just like, that's that's one way to uh really uh hurt somebody. It didn't look fun, I'll tell you that much. I don't know what I think all the black people spirits that's been mistreated by police treated mistreated by white people in general for one moment in Montgomery Alabama them spirits came back and said that's enough I'm tired of it <laughs> and got into them people and them, and them black people showed out on that on that dock <laughs> they showed out yeah they really did uh it was just like crazy to see everybody just fighting and then when the popo show up Everybody yelling like, uh-uh, uh-uh, it ain't them, it's them. I was rolling. I'm like, yo. <laughs> Man, it, look, it looked like the Royal Rumble out there. When I saw the the video, I'm like, it was, they was going from different scenes and different angles to the fight. I'm like, this look like this look like the Royal Rumble, <laughs> WrestleMania. <All> right. <laughs> Alabama <was> party. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. All the memes coming out was so funny. That was crazy. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, this one meme that really cracked me up was uh, Malcolm X, uh, the famous pose when he's standing outside the window with the AK. And he had yeah. his hand. Yeah. I was rolling. That dude had that chair. <laughs> but then, it, then there's one going around with um the police pull up with a license and registration, and, and he got he, instead of a gun, he got a chair on his on his hip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they're going crazy with the memes right now. <laughs> That was so funny. It looked like some out of a Boondocks episode. Yeah, straight up. Straight up. <laughs> Crazy times, man. Crazy times. Yeah, that, that was just one moment in time that is like a national holiday for all black people. <laughs> yeah, and they call it a Cinco de, Cinco de Negro or something like that I saw. <laughs> we ain't, look, we ain't gonna never forget this, so now we're gonna have uh, Juneteenth with Cinco, uh, Cinco de Negro. So it's, it's, it's what's up, man. We got two holidays. That's two months after Cinco de Mayo. Come on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right. They killing it out there. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you so much for that good laugh. Everybody needs a good laugh. Yeah, life is funny, so you got to laugh. Yeah, for sure. But uh, y'all take it easy. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you listen to this episode on Spotify and look out for more great and tuned episodes. Peace.